With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, welcome to Remote Controlled, a new podcast for Variety. I'm Deborah Birnbaum, Executive Editor of TV for Variety. Every week, we'll bring you conversations with some of the best and brightest in television, working behind and in front of the camera. In this week's episode, we're talking to Tandy Newton, the star of HBO's new hit series, Westworld. So stay tuned. Hi, it's Mike Schneider, the executive editor of IndieWire and also editor-at-large of Variety. And I'm Daniel Holloway, senior TV reporter for Variety. And we're here with the talented, the lovely, the sophisticated, the professional Tandy Newton, star of HBO's new Westworld, the big, big show that uh, is coming up very soon in October. Welcome, Tandy. Thank you. I thank, feel welcomed. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Kidding? This is fantastic. Here in the studios of Variety. So. Here in the studios of Variety. If you could see this, people, it is just, I feel I've arrived. I think the word you're looking for is palatial. Palatial. Yeah. I have arrived in my palatial, where I should be. And you're wearing, Palatially. You're wearing sequins. You are dressed for our, our lovely studio. I am. Well. I am wearing sequins. It's a, it's a day of sequins. You had birthday cake. Not birthday cake. Just regular cake this morning. <laughs> yes. And I have worn sequins. So, yeah. So we're this in good is shape. so so Westworld is something that uh, has been in the works for quite a while. Uh, this is an ambitious show, and uh, it's uh, you know some, something that's been in the works for like I said quite a while, and uh, it's finally happening. It's finally coming to fruition as we speak. <laughs> this evening is the big premiere party. HBO is finally unveiling it to the world. We're going to celebrate, and then the show's premiering in a couple of weeks. Uh, what does it feel like to finally, after working on this project for so long? finally have it out there, finally have an opportunity to show it to others and, and finally get to see other people experience mm. this world. Oh my goodness. It's so it's very surreal because it, it's just a regular Wednesday. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it is. Yeah. And it's a funny thing because I've had the experience already. Um a long time ago I worked on a movie which meant everything to me. It was just that time in my life and the kind of movie that it was and the role. And it wasn't received by an audience. It just wasn't its time. Um, it was very well reviewed. Um, and uh, it just didn't catch fire. And it really taught me something, which is I've got to be wedded to the experience of, of actually participating in a project as opposed to what it's going to do. You know, it's going to win awards. It's going to do this. You know, those sorts of expectations. I mean, it's actually really valuable for life because, you know, it's about the journey, not about the destination and those sort of you know, cliches, but they're cliches for a reason. So I feel, how do I feel about it? I feel, I guess, it's really lovely to share what was such an amazing experience, such a journey, such a journey of learning, of um, excitement. Um, every day I went on the set, I felt like I didn't have to leave my human rights work, my fighting for women's rights, my, 
you know, desire to contribute to the future of the planet in a in a you know in a, in a in an integral way. Um, and I felt like I could actually pursue those things, which mean so much to me in my life personally at work. You know, when I spoke to Lisa Joy and uh, Jonah Nolan, the husband and wife team that have literally birthed this project, not literally, am I talking about? I'm such a, such a human being. Literally birthed that, <laughs> exaggerating everything. Right, that, that um, would have been messy. That would Literally that. birthed it, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know why I used an American accent then. You have to pardon me. Um, <laughs> no. I, uh, they birthed this project, though. They really did. And it, 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 it's funny, the first time I met them, it was on a Skype call. And I, my baby was like four months old, and I thought, oof, you know, I mustn't have that side of my life be present in this meeting because it might put them off. I mean, these are just the things as a woman you think about, right? And so I've set up the Skype, perfect lighting, like this room, <laughs> like this pleasure yeah. room we're in, perfect lighting, and you know, God knows what. Um, and I was talking to Jonah, and I heard my baby in the other room and he just wanted to be fed and that's just number one you know priority for me absolutely so i said to jonah i you know i'm sorry to cut this short and he goes well we can just keep talking and so i ended up breastfeeding on the skype call and then lisa joy who was just off the edge of the screen came into the call with her baby who was the same age as my baby and so we ended up having this incredible chat about the future of humanity and what their ambitions for Westworld were while I'm nursing my baby in full view and they're talking to me about the nudity that's you know involved and how do I feel about that and and it was just it really gave the kind of I'm, the reason I'm I'm mentioning that is that really gives the the kind of the the context for how they do their work it's about the future for our children um, it's about being real it's about just taking the lid off things that are frightening for people, but doing it in a sensitive way, doing it in a you know through stories, so that it's more palatable, so that you know it just gives that little distance, so it's not so terrifying, you know. So all those things. So that that conversation, that Skype conversation, <laughs> was just initially sort of a meet and greet. It sounds like, but it's, it sounded like it turned into something really. More well, they'd offered profound. me the role, yeah, and they wanted to talk about it. And and your thoughts at the time, you were sort of maybe, but it was the nudity that was the big issue for yeah. them. It wasn't an issue for me at all, um, because if it's uh, it, 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 if the nudity is going to be used in such a way as to make a, a statement about vulnerability, about exposure, about dignity, I want that. And this is the first time, really, for me, that the nudity wasn't being, wasn't salacious. It wasn't being used in a way that I hadn't been, you know, okay with. I've had situations where, you know, there's been nudity in, in, in a show and the director has actually guaranteed, promised me that they're not showing anything, but they actually were without telling me. And then it's up there on the screen. And look, that's just, those are the little pitfalls. Um, he's the dick, not me. Right. Um, that sounds but, like a big pitfall. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm not going to take it on because I've got enough in my life to be concerned yeah. about. You know, that's, I'm not going to, I'm just not going to take that on. That's that person's issue. Um, but then, of course, I don't want to work with that person again. It affects my choices and so on. So here, it was so ironic because what Westworld's done, and, and it's done it for me as an individual, but it's also doing it as a as a piece for everybody, is it's subverting stereotypes that we assume that are stereotypes because of the 
you know, repetition of people's behavior, the habitual nature of human behavior. So yeah, stereotypes form just because that's just what we do. But we can unprogram our habits. And in a way, by using the robots, it's a metaphor for human behavior in that we are all programmed. All of us, you know, us sitting here, you guys have been programmed really well. You're really lovely, (laughs) personable, you're sensitive. I'm gonna get glitchy in about 10 minutes. Yeah, because you haven't had enough breakfast. But you've been, you know, I've been programmed. You know, we have all sorts of programming and we can deconstruct it, take a look at it, look under the the bonnet, you know, call it therapy, call it um, enlightenment, call it having a family, call it having an amazing conversation with someone that makes you just think about things in a different way. We can change our programming. And if we are hurting people, if we are, you know, um, refusing to see the reality that our economic relationships are destroying parts of the developing world and have been for a long time we got to our programming is going to get changed you know um we're programmed by media we're programmed by marketing and you know of course we can just have a quiet life life and accept it but the trouble is there there are critical problems in the world right now and we all know about them the environment you know um violence against women um you know, terrible issues with trade and, 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 you know, people in the developing world, poverty and extreme, you know, degradation, which is really tied to, to trade and, and, you know, poor, poor countries having been locked into a cycle of abuse. And we're responsible. So, you know, I know that seems like a long way from Westworld, but it's all down to sensitivity and programming. Of, you know, and that's what Westworld is trying to show: is that yes, we have this appetite for vices that are out of control, but it's only because we're lost. You know, and we're in pain, we're lost, we're very, very afraid. So we're acting out our fears, and we have to just look at that and look at the consequences of that, because you know we live in a world where there is more protection for perpetrators of these sorts of, you know, crimes. You know, what have you, whether it's corruption, whether it's abuse against children, whether it's sexual abuse, there's more to protect people because of the shame, because because it's just illegal and hideous, than there is to actually protect the innocent people. Because most of us can't even imagine these horrible things. We can't imagine, you know, someone sexually abusing a child. It just like, it makes us want to run for the fucking hills. But we can't run for the hills anymore. We have to have, we have to come together and we have to sit in, in a way, Westworld's kind of beautiful. Like we can sit in a dark room, we can hold hands and we can just fucking have a look at, you know, this this moral tale and and have a talk about it. Can we explain just because the show's new, you know, what exactly Westworld is? Because it's uh, the... The laboratory that has essentially been do you want built to, do to deal that? with all these. Yes, I can do that. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> take a stab, Dan. Yeah, yeah, you're I'll really good at it. Take a we shot were just at talking. It. You've seen more of the episodes than I, I have. I've so seen four. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's based on the 1973 movie by Michael Crichton, and it's extrapolated from that into this what's essentially a show about a theme park that's populated by very, 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 very human-like robots who give a very convincing illusion I guess of thinking and feeling and what we find is this ends up being a sort of very large laboratory for human behavior right if you can go to a place where you can do anything that you want to do what would you do and what we see and there are no consequences and there are no consequences no one's even going to know for the people who are visiting mm-hmm. um, or for the robots or for well the, well they go back they go back into into the workshop get stitched up and they don't even remember anything right but then i think that's where the sort of yes but that's the premise on, if we're right? talking about what the premise what of the, the whole thing is, is yes. and the the, the 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 humans that visit 
you know, the stag parties, the whatever it is, you know, the 70th birthday, going on a nice watercolor trip. I mean, honestly, mm. you can do whatever you want. Um, they have of the understanding that the robots cannot hurt them, number one, absolutely cannot hurt you and will not remember anything. So given those, you know, that license, wow. Right, and we quickly see just how ugly the humans act. And on the flip side, we see how almost more human the robots are. No, well, yes, okay, sorry. <laughs> because I do think that it's, Don't you think? it's more human to be the, the, the opposite of the robots. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. If you're, we're talking human. about real human. Yeah, being, yeah, it's more human. Versus what we would like Exactly, humans. and that's important. So, and I think yeah. that, you know, if you look at incarceration, for example, bad people going to prison. You know, we're locking them up because we don't want to face the reality or we're allowing these people to stay locked up because we don't want to face the reality that we're all vulnerable and that shit if I was a black male I could be in prison fuck 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 that's scary so let's let that carry on happening the way it's happening because I don't want that to be me and this complicity just by not responding by not having feelings we've been desensitized to such a degree that you can, we can see things and just switch it off you know last night I got home and was just watching some of the coverage from Syria I sobbed all evening but then my husband's like babe you've got to pull it together you know because it's virtual in some ways but of course it's not it's like but we have to almost make choices about when we turn on our sensitivity button and that's terrible we have an on off switch you know yeah. so I just think that it's more like human beings to understand that we have this propensity, that we have, that when pushed, we can be horrific. And everybody can. It's not just those people over there. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And I think that's partly what Westworld's looking at. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting right now to to watch Westworld under the, you know, the, the, the presidential campaign and what we're sort of seeing right now and how people are reacting to, of course, the different candidates and... Uh, you know, some of the, the, the most base, awful human behavior we're seeing percolating up to the surface because of the rhetoric. Uh, Which know, is from, fantastic. From the Trump campaign. It's fantastic that we're seeing that so that we have to just, we know, everybody knows what we're dealing with. Those people know what they're dealing with in that maybe they're not, they have to shout louder, they have to e behave even worse before they will be accepted. They want to be accepted, well, you know? I mean, you could almost say that Westworld and Donald Trump are doing the same thing, right? They're both pulling, like lifting up the rock and showing you what's crawling around underneath. But I don't think Donald right. Trump's doing that He's not purpose. doing it on purpose, no. He's doing it by accident. But certainly, it, it seems well, like... Well, you know, I feel like he think you know, he's, by definition, because he's where he is, it's clearly working, his, his thing. So he's, he keeps doing it. In a way, it's like he's doing nothing wrong. He's just being himself. Well, he didn't create any of the... He's doing nothing wrong, except he has huge amounts of money, yes. which are helping him. And he's stoking some very bad, very destructive fires. I right? used to think when he came around the first time and it was the whole birth, of, you know, the, the birth certificate thing, I thought, I think he's been employed by the, the left to make them look really wonderful I thought Sarah Palin I thought I think she's actually doing this in order to help the the liberal way but then that's me I'm really I just can't <laughs> I 
just find it impossible. There like has to be an explanation. I just can't understand. I, there must be a, a like a positive reason for behaving that way. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But I think I don't know. It's, well. Well, I, th- I think going back to the the idea of Westworld sort of giving the tools to humans to act the way they want to, they want to, mm. and and sort of discovering who they really are, mm-hmm. and you see some of these characters who really just are awful, mm-hmm. and who sort of you know quickly, you know, sort of you know grab their guns and just start shooting anything that moves or you see the the, the man in black for example this this intriguing mysterious character who's ed been harris. going to westworld ed harris he's been ma- going for decades yeah, going there for 30 years and so he slowly over time has become this this sort of mysterious really sort of debased you know criminal like character who still thinks he's playing a game but has he's trying to feel something sort of yeah do you know what i mean yeah that's what i feel like it is with him he's trying to feel yeah and every every year which i think is the case for a lot of people yeah i think that there is a disconnection which has rendered people so numb or they're aware they're just not being understood their feelings aren't being understood their confusion and so on and so they just want to feel something and the way they attempt to feel is through more and more i mean you know look at internet pornography you know, the, the, yeah. the deep, is it called well, the, the dark net? The dark net. Mm-hmm. And, and I was also going to say, just look at social media in general as people sort of, you know, get more and more accustomed to saying nasty things and throwing bombs on on, on social media. We're, we're seeing it, you know. Just it's really important. I think it's great. Become worse, worse and I think worse it's great. for some people. And you know, so often when they find the people that are saying the most horrific, sexist, like appalling things, they're kids who are just acting out, who are just experimenting, pretending, you know. I mean, obviously it's not, not that's that's fairly um, benign, but you know, obviously there's some stuff that's really horrible. Yeah. But I do feel like, I remember I worked at a, um, in a pub in London for a while, and um, the difference between someone's behavior when there's a bar between you, they're so much more just cocky and, and I say that word, you know, with the fullness of what it means. Um, and just more, uh, just greater confidence. But if I had literally, if I stepped out from behind the bar and was standing there, it just wouldn't have been the same way. And I feel like the internet is that times a million because these are people who are think they're invisible, you know, think they can throw stones and no one's going to know. Well, the show does that too. It's exactly right? what the show does. I mean, essentially, exactly half of the characters the on the show are throwing are, stones and thinking no one's going to know. Yeah. yeah, and the other half are the people behind the bar who are essentially taking that. And the robots are so beautiful. God, and I don't mean physically beautiful. I mean um, just their serenity. Even if they're hideous and doing bad things, the robots, I mean, because that's their storyline to try and um, attract. Because it's all about trying to, because the hosts are also trying to attract humans to participate. Right, right. Because that's going to make them come back. It's like fast food, you know. It's going to make them back if it's really sugary, really salty and with lots of bubbles. And so we're creating these bubbles for them. And um, uh, so that there is, obviously, there's that provocation. But like for my character, Maeve, who's been programmed to intuit just from a person's physicality, the way they move, eyes, what is going to be their most 
satisfying sexual experience. And that is going to be a key to them discovering things about themselves. And she can also te- she can tell if someone would like something to be like really de- degrading, but they're afraid to even admit it to themselves, this kind of thing. And playing her, it was just... And I feel like this every time I... I, I, I um, I'm, I'm, I'm acting because the mind becomes completely uncluttered and you're just I'm just focusing on the lines and the environment and I used to wonder why it just felt so good and I felt so empowered I used to whenever I was acting and then I would like switch off go home and feel like this this wreck that chews my fingers and very very anxious I'm a very anxious person and it's just because there's just this singularity of focus but we can do that that's meditation that's just mindfulness being in the present and so on and so actually I was learning even that just the fact that the robots are so direct focus gives them this incredible presence poise and it's not robotic it's just uncluttered thinking yeah I was gonna say how how do you prepare to play a character like this Mm. I'm sure Mm -hmm. it's a question you've been uh you've you've had a lot uh, not really no. no um I haven't no 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 I haven't um we just started the press it's really nice to talk about it um well, it was big conversations because when we were shooting the pilot, as you know, with the format for television, you can shoot a pilot a year before, which is what we did, shooting the show because you have to show the studio what their goods are going to be. and um, So we had a lot of stuff to, to, to figure out because we were going to be wedded to it for the next potentially, you know, three, four, five years. And we asked those questions and we as actors, um, we were so thrilled at the opportunity to, to do something know a little bit more it's just a bit more challenging and it was also going to be important for the audience how are we going to differentiate between but they really wanted us to be as lifelike as possible because that was the point you know is that we were almost unmistakably like the guests at the park there's this one sweet line where this boy says you're not real are you and, she, and, you know, Evan's character doesn't really understand. Because the thing about the robots is we think we're human. We've been programmed to believe absolutely we're human. That's the lie. That's the betrayal. And I think, yeah. you know, what's so cool is that in reality, if we just look at... And we could... There are, you know, millions of examples where if we look at, the you know, economics, for example, uh, manufacturing, there are constantly human rights activists banging down the doors of, of, you know, positions of authority to call out on human rights abuses where there are people who are being treated like, I mean, worse than animals, worse than animals in some situations, you know, working on, you know, lower the minimum wage, illegally being brought into the country to work in factory farms where there are no windows and the the degradation is like, out of control I mean I'm I you know I do tend to go into these examples because I think they're really really fucking important but there is no difference between that and treating this perfectly lifelike robot and I think that's again another parallel which is very powerful in the show is this we do this all the time you know in Westworld it's between the, the 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 guests who by the way have to pay a shitload of money to get there it's not for everybody right I mean, Westworld's going to be cool, like, if we get to look at what the world is actually like. Do you know what I mean? The world that goes to Westworld. What's that like, that world, where this is your fun time, and then you go back to life. Like, what happens in the life, you know? But it's like, 
Well, and they mentioned too the fact that all uh, at, at this point uh, everything's been cured. That that humanity seems to be sort of uh, has has reached this next Sussed. level where what where do we go from here? We can't go anywhere from here. Yeah, no, that would be fascinating to see life. But you know, it is a it, it's it's a fantastic. Um, I love that you called it a laboratory. You know, the 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 park is a laboratory for human behavior. I love that because it's true. It's where, you know, the irony is that all the people at the park in the show are assuming that no one's watching, but HBO are screening their behavior for fucking millions. And that's the twist that makes the show so compelling. You know, it's because there really are there are sort of three classes of people. I mean, it's the guests and the hosts, but then there's also, if you're going to look at it, there's also the programmers who mm. are seeing this other... They're as, at, they're as important as as they are, you know, key to the show. That's Jeff Jeffrey Wright's character. He's he's in that world. Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> I'm just laughing. Sorry, guys, um, who are listening. I'm laughing because Anthony Hopkins delivers a line in episode three, which I saw last night. I literally had to stop watching. I was laughing so hard at just the genius of it. And also just the truth of it jesus anyway um so they're they're in the world of uh of the programming yeah they are the you know modern day humans it's a really complicated dynamic and we're seeing with that group of people in particular you know you kind of see both sides of it you see the worst impulses but you also see you know at times they're treating the um, the hosts you know essentially like livestock refer to them oh, as yeah. livestock even and then at other times isn't the that hideous though yeah the, livestock shouldn't be treated like that either no it's but I mean that yeah, is how livestock hideous. is treated it is exactly um, and then at other times they can be parental towards them and uh, seem to you know we seem to get these hints of well yeah because they have their favorites they have their favorites it's like charlotte's web you know wilbur just stops getting killed because you know it looks like he's a bit more intelligent than other pigs you know yeah but it is like that it's like we kind of it's so gross almost they're the most chilling moments in the show when you see the hosts the robots completely in their robotic form being programmed or being talked to by the programmers and it's just it's so chilling. Is that hard as an actor because you're having to switch from doing a character to then doing oh, it's kind so of great. like a cartoon version of a robot, basically, right? Yes. Well, it's not hard. No, it's just fantastic. It's just it's 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 the best kind of of work. I mean, because it all makes perfect sense. If I was if I was to be switching it up and doing stuff without any motivation behind it, you know, without any story that kind of attaches this sort of behavior, it would be a it would be crap. But the fact that it's all earned, that it all, and knowing that what we are doing in the early episodes is going to have, so, I mean, it, by the time you get to episode 10, you're just going to be, it's amazing. <laughs> and every detail is earned and wraps back round and delivers from early on. It's incredibly satisfying because what's also happening is it's waking you up as you're watching it, you know, it's, you know, you're getting shocks, you're getting challenges, questions, real questions that, you know, are provocative and worth thinking about. And before you know it, you know, you get to episode 10 and you're thinking about things which are really, really important. And there's so much more. It's like oxytocin in, in, a, in a labor of a birth. You know, by the end of the birth, you just can't believe that, oh, my God, that you're doing what you're doing. But your body's been gradually releasing this incredible, you know, um, chemical that helps. And I feel like it's going to be like that uh, with Westworld. You know, 
we're, we're taking the audience into a place where their participation, and that's another irony for Westworld, is it is like virtual, the, the audience's participation is absolutely, it's incredibly important. We thought about it at every single step of the way because otherwise it's not, what we were doing doesn't really matter if it's not going to be relatable to an audience. It's all for the audience, it really is. And not in a kind of, oh, this is gonna make them really, they're gonna love this. It is much more about, what do you think about that? What kind of conversations did you have on set? It sounds like there was an opportunity to really have some deep, dark conversations about humanity. Um, Well, no. No. no, they no, because it was busy, busy, busy. Yeah. They were more the things that we, as actors, I know Evan, you know, all of us, jo- Jeffrey. I mean, I tell you, when we would talk is if we were having like cigarette breaks outside. Oh my god, that bit, and, uh, and we would always be screaming. Like I'd arrive into the makeup trailer the moment Evan's leaving for the you know week. Oh my god, the shit you're going to be doing in episode five is so rad. Oh, you too. Good luck. I heard that this was great. And so there's, it's like we were running a, a relay race together. But yeah, there would be deep conversations in terms of, but it was always like this show, the, the material that we are being given. Oh god, it's just rich, 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 rich. Really wild, really brilliant. And we get to do it over months, over episodes. You know, I've been working in movies and television, mainly movies, for 25 years. And this is the most excited I've been. You've done quite a bit of television recently. Uh, Rogue and (laughs) The Slap. Uh, Talk talk about that. That's right, The Slap. I always forget about The Slap. (laughs) Talk about uh, sort of uh, turning your attention to TV. Uh, It's been life-changing. I really loved it. I've loved it because it's um, more interesting. The material's more interesting, more provocative. The Slap was great, you know, just thinking about relationships and about corporal punishment, about um, how we treat our children. Just like really heady stuff, fantastic Um, and and worthwhile. So it's for me personally, yeah. And I mean, I don't, I'm I'm very wary of saying, you know, everyone should be watching this really, really important. If you don't, there's something wrong with you. Mm. I don't feel like that. I think that we all come to find things at the right time um, for ourselves. I'm really, really thrilled that adult drama has a place because it doesn't have a place in movies anymore, really. Well, it goes back to what you were saying at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can do, in movies now, it's really easy to do great work and have it seen by you know 10 people at the Miracle 5, and that's yeah. it. Um, On television, you can have... HBO I remember guarantees when we did, you an audience, basically. It does, it guarantees you an audience, yes. Um, it's funny, though, uh, when I was doing ER, someone mentioned that it was like 20 million viewers a week. It's like, what the hell? It's just like so many people, but what an incredible place to put you know cool stuff that's why i did my um the storyline about congo because you know people weren't talking about what was going on there and er were, were beaming out to 20 million views it was cool you know i wanted to do that so i suppose that's been the the continuing um excitement for me is and around the time funnily enough when i did er years ago it was a real concern to my you know agent manager because television had a there was a kind of there was a snootiness about television in the industry. You know, if you were an actor, you wanted to be a movie actor. Right, it was still seen as second tier. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, I, I've just never bought into that, partly to protect myself, you know, but also I look at the work of character actors and they're the ones that, that have seem to have the longevity and, and are really just incredible and ch- managed to change people's lives 
in a more sort of thorough way because you're not invested or interested in their private lives. So you're just thinking about the material that they're involved in. And I think that's fantastic. And that's great for the actors too because, you know, the scrutiny is just, it's such a time waster, both for them and both for the people who are scrutinising. It's just a way to sell a lot of, you know, cheap, nasty magazines and cut down a lot of trees, which is a real fucking shame, basically. Um, So it has been really fantastic. Um, and I I feel like I found a spot for myself um, personally, professionally, um, which is really, is of huge value. I feel really great. Like I said, you know, I, I go to work and I'm still able to, I feel like I'm pushing the movement for ending violence against women, for greater awareness around transparency when it comes to economic dealings with you know other countries and so on just in terms of the the notion of of um mistreatment of the robots i feel like that's we're looking at you know developing world first world issues in that i really really do um and you know to have to be involved in a piece which it's very easy for me to talk about westworld and then to be talking about congo to be talking about you know the environment because i just think that that's what we're all really talking about is we're talking about the health of the world the health of our minds uh, uh, you know as mammals on the world you know on the surface of the world and westworld is tackling those things really fundamental questions uh, but in it in a story and listen that's been going on for a very 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 long time you know oral history is was life-saving in communities you know, and but you know we don't respect old people anymore, so we're not allowing those beautiful stories to come down. We're not living in communities where they're passed around and really fundamental to the, you know, the kind of core ethics of a community. We don't have that anymore. So we are grouping ourselves around event shows, TV, in the way that we used to, like in a way f- with communities. So it, they have their place, sort of anthropologically. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the thing is, there are so many of these things, these entertainments. So it's a bit difficult to kind of know. I mean, people are going to either want to watch Bodies and Bitches and that kind of crap, or they're going to tune into this. So it's always a bit like, tune into our show instead. It's kind of going to be better for the world. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> but people, you know, you you, can't, you can lead a horse to water, but and I, it's either going to be dope and people are going to really get into I mean, look, lots of people are really going to get into it, which is cool. Um, and it's just really lovely that the effects could have further reaching ramifications in a positive way yeah well i think like so many things now i feel like we're kind of a we're activists we're all activists in westworld it's funny actually we kind of are um all of you know the the protagonists are very jeffrey white and evan and james and you know we're really we really care about things you know it's kind of cool yeah well i can't wait to see the conversations that come out of this show and i think there's going to be a lot of discussion as the show unfolds over the 10 episodes so yes West- i think that i think that there will so westworld airs sundays on hbo tandy newton it's been a pleasure thanks so much for joining us oh, thank thanks. you so much thank you Thanks for listening to this week's episode. We'll be back next week with another great guest. We'll have David Harbour, the star of Netflix's hit series Stranger Things. This has been Remote Controlled, only on Variety.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.